Okay. I needed to put the crab hat on for power. Okay. And also to disguise <clears throat> the ugly haircut I gave myself this morning. It looked fine. Yeah, it didn't look any worse than usual, but now I have someone else in the home that's able to see the back of my head. Mm. And she was like, oh no, let me help you. Mm. And then she tried, and I was like, "Helen, don't worry about it. Three days from now, it'll be fine. It'll be completely disappeared. Won't even be able to tell. So it doesn't matter." I almost just buzzed it all off. I got to that point where I was chopping at the top, and I was like, "Let's just do it." No, it'll be back by September. I don't have the head for it. How dare you? You're a little pointy. Really? A little bit. Come on. A little pointy. But pointing in what way? Like, an, you know, like I have a cone head? Not You're making a cone, a cone not, head gesture. No, but like, yeah, it's got a little point. Oh, man. It's on a soft, rounding slope. Oof, that's devastating, yeah. You don't have this beautiful globe on top of your head looking like a fucking egg. Yeah. Is that a quality that only, like, the Scots-Irish have? I feel like they always look pretty good bald. In almost every other way, they don't look so good. Uh, but, I'll take that. you know, yeah, head shape, yeah. I think, is okay. Yeah, because it's a little flat. It's very flat. You know, you spend enough time in... You know, generations of Guinness drinking in pubs. Mm. You know, you fall down a couple hundred times generationally. You're just going to build it in just for safety. It's sort of like a golf ball. It has enough dents that it's yeah, like a dodecahedron oh, and yeah. it, then it looks like a sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the, um, what's it called? It's a Bucky. It's a Bucky ball head. Bucky ball head? Buckminster Fuller ball. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What is that called the again? Geodesic dome. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, you know how they say if you were to zoom out of planet Earth far enough, it would be the same level of smooth as like a cue ball on a pool table? Yeah. You've you know, seen Powers of Ten, we know. It's counterintuitive because down here it looks all craggy and shit. But yeah. then you get up there and it's nice and smooth. That's an Irish head. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know I was walking into my home to get red for Phil. Uh, wow, <laughs> okay. <sighs> Well, it's always good to start the podcast oh, yeah, with a little bit of phrenology. <laughs> <laughs> Not the P word. It's okay if you do it to people from those islands, but other islands don't do that. That's bad. Oh, Jesus We Christ. don't do that. <laughs> Welcome to Green and Lewis. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, so what the heck is up, man? You seem exhausted. Uh, am I? I don't know. I can't tell. I like was moving a little slower today, and I was like, why am I moving slow? I was like, it's just hot. Yeah, but like I was like, oh, I have too much to do, and I don't want to do anything. I know. It is the one week of the year where I'm like, nothing about working is enticing. Hmm, like the one week of the year where you're not dying to work, huh? Well, I'm not excited <laughs> by anything. I'm like, oh, the people are s- sale monsters are out. You're like, oh, go home. Um, they're the worst, and you're like, oh, it's too hot in here. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So yes. I was like, Ugh, I have to do this. I guess I have to slog. And New York weather has done the predictable thing, which it does every year, which is go from being spring to the middle of the summer. This year it happened a little bit late. It was very late. Yeah, this and is And it's fair. still raining, which makes it worse It somehow. makes it Florida, and yeah. I'm not really here for it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we're all struggling under the weight of that. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was hard to, like, go out on Saturday because I was like... What do we what do we wear? Is it pant weather? Is it hot enough for pant? Is it cool enough in the nighttime for pants? Who knows? I feel like the nights have not even been particularly cool. No. And no. when you're in a bar and you're like, ooh, air conditioning, and then they turn it off to like turn the crowd over, I'm like, no, I'm sitting. Wait, that's a technique that they use in bars? You turn yeah. the AC off to get people to get the fuck out, and then you turn it back on when yeah. the new crowd comes in? Yeah. I had no idea. Is this a common practice? I think that's a restaurant practice, yeah. Really? Yeah, you can just turn people over. Ooh, it's hot. We should go. We should go to the next place. And wow. Like, God. Especially if you have like a crowd you don't vibe with, you know? Yeah, what's the legality of this? It's fine. I guess you have control over your temperature and your business establishment, but yeah. wow. They have all those like nanny state rules, though, about you can't leave the door open at Starbucks because yeah. uh, of air conditioning Air conditioning laws. leaks out, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can toast up a place. But I, I, also toasting it up is also like maybe people are like, woohoo, you know, take a top off. Well, that's the thing. In a gay club, I don't think there's any guarantee. Not the sweatier, the better. Not a club. Thank you, you so know? much. Oh. Just a drinking establishment. We're oh, not going okay. to clubs. Just a watering hole. We're not going to clubs on this day. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Okay. Wow, you got really defensive about that. Yeah, I I shan't and I won't. I mean, to me, a gay club and a gay bar, it's it's apples and apples there. 
Mm-hmm. What are we really talking about? Oranges and tomatoes. Oh, okay. You know, wow. Big difference. So that far apart. Huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's still activity in the bathroom. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, piles which place. of cocaine. Oh, okay. That's the difference between the club and the and the bar. Yeah, in, in the club you can get a. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume you could get that most places. Nah. You know, grinders everywhere. <laughs> I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but you know. In a bar, you're just like, oh, they're just doing a couple lines. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a slightly, you know, delayed bathroom arrival. You're like, I have to pee. Can you hurry up? And they're like, yeah, we're almost done. Oh, they're very honest about it. Yeah. That's nice. At least they don't yell at you and call you an asshole like drunk white girls and their boyfriends. No, no, You no, know no. what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 none of that. We've all no. had encounters like that where you're like, I know you're doing drugs or giving a blowjob, but please stop. Make it snappy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. then they get upset at you for noticing. When there's only two bathrooms, you're like, we don't have time for mm-hmm. this. Exactly. Uh-uh. It's not a multiple stall situation. No. You get in, you, you know, you do your key bump and you get out. You get out. That's right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just went, I haven't done nothing. You went on an adventure. I went to Jersey City and ate sushi off a conveyor belt. Ooh, that sounds good. It was pretty good this time. It was it? Was it good? It was actually better than Philly. I was like, this is great. Oh, no way. Yeah. You've been to two conveyor belts now. I've never been to the conveyor belt. so good. It's a half hour drive. I'm amazed that it's good. Is it Uh, the same establishment we're talking about? Is it the chain from Japan? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It does look good on YouTube videos, especially by American standards. I mean, I think if you're just going for... Middle range, or less than middle range. Same as takeout. It's like a little bit more expensive than doing like the platter for two. See, I would like that. That's not a bad thing. Plus, you can take a break and then be like, "So, what's the next flavor assortment we're gonna do?" You know, because I I am running out of money rapidly, as usual. But the sushi addiction is making that happen faster. And now I have my sights set on sushi Nas. Are you familiar with this place? It is five hundred dollars a person. Uh, they only seat eight people per night. Well, mm-hmm. in two rounds. So I guess yeah, eight parties of two. What is it? The like six o'clock one and the eight o'clock one? Yeah, they the just seven do seven and nine. They something like that. Yeah. They just do two rounds. But you know, the place itself is beautiful. It's yeah. like fully constructed of like a special wood imported mm-hmm. from Japan. It's like this whole like little art piece. And then this guy is really, really top notch mm-hmm. apparently. And I really want that now. So I have to save for that, which means I can't get like $200 sushi in the meantime. So I am looking for hot tips to get the sushi for two in a fun way. Yeah. I mean, it stands, the recommendation still stands, order off the iPad, have it, have a hand roll zip to your table on the express belt. It's delicious. Yes. The express belt looks amazing. It's so much better. Yes. It's so much better. They zip it by everyone else. And it's the same price as all the little stupid little plates. Mm -hmm. So much better though. Yeah. Do they have, like, weird gross stuff? Like, the one I watched from Japan, they had a lot of, like, things that would be strange to an American palate. Like, lots of mayo-smothered things. There was a uh, mayo-covered seared scallop, which was delicious. that sounds amazing, actually. I had, like, two or three, like, plates of those. Wow. Wow, this is, like, dim sum, too, where you can run (laughs) Run it back. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know you did that. That sounds fun. It was delicious. I was like, eh, what do you want to do? Were there any other highlights on the menu? Did you get adventurous? Did you get anything weird? Do they have like um, uni or like, yeah. you know, unagi or anagi? What's that? Eel. Yeah. Yeah? Eel, octopus, squid. It's wow. Octopus and squid. People left the octopus, left the squid. There's some mackerel. The mackerel did not look good. I said, mm. no, thank you. Going to pass on that one. Usually I'd be like, eh, I could go for a stanky fish, but I was like, there's something about that that looks wrong. It was cut too thick. Yeah, that's no good. No. I had a snow crab leg just on a rice Ooh, not great oh no you really need like drawn butter for that to be tasty yeah i think with crab and lobster both uh, they're not that good on their I own i don't love it on its own i'm like yeah it just tastes wet yeah they have to be in the context of something else like yeah. a crab leg with some kind of mayo would be good too i mean basically mm-hmm. a crab salad seafood salad which they had the little like gungans gunkins the boats oh yeah yeah with like crab meat in it at first i thought you were talking about gungans from yeah. Star Wars Episode One, and I've been I thinking like, a lot they, about Episode One. They serve you Jar Jar. Yeah, apparently I was making like Jar Jar noises, like Ooh. during like the mo- like when, in the morning wake up when I was like, mm. wow, not during that time, but like you know, yeah. Well, I'm like, glad it wasn't don't... in public because Jar Jar could be misconstrued oh, as yeah. something very problematic. Well, you know about the the lollipop, right? No, the one that's just his tongue. Oh, where I do it remember that. Opens up his whole mouth, and you have to. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you have to. 
French Jar Jar. I'm sure so many little gay boys <laughs> sat on that back in the day. <laughs> questioning little girls just were like, what's that? Oh, no. That's a yeasty That's right there is what disgusting. that is. disgusting. Well. Don't ever repeat that in public. Anyway, wow. So you were making Jar Jar noises like, when you woke up. Because I was up. like, I'm cold. Oh, Misa so cold. Oh, I'm cold. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what the fuck Jar Jar Binks nonsense is this? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm tired. Um, so. Dello Feligates. That's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> boy. You didn't do it in the accent. The completely unproblematic, uh, yeah. unproblematic mm. almost Jamaican accent. Best to avoid that, probably. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah, you know, I, I did know. go on an adventure. You know, it's just that some some adventures are so chill. There's, you know, same with my upstate trip back at Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. There's not really much to tell because you're not doing that much, you know? I mean, you're procuring beautiful meat piles. I did. I did come bearing down. treats yeah. to Will. I, I brought some saprasada and some uh, hot hot chicken, buffalo chicken dip mm. from Stu Leonard's, mm. one of my favorite establishments of all time. I think it's one of the greatest establishments of all time. Granted, tax evasion. Let's talk about it. You know, did they get in trouble for that? Refresh oh, yeah. my memory. I feel like I knew about this. At the original one point. Stewie went to. Uh, he hit the slammer. He did. Yeah. The the namesake. Yeah. Got taken down, huh? By the feds. One of our friends went to grade school with uh, a little Leonard. Mm. Yeah. Jail. Wow, white collar crime, huh? Uh huh. They got him like they got Capone. Yep. Wow. Just light tax evasion. But I can't believe the business survived. I mean, beloved, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, what are you, you know? going to do? I mean, we were talking about, too, I, we went there on our way home. It was the yesterday, so it was like the basically two days before the 4th of July. Everyone's doing a lot of shopping Nightmare, for the holiday yeah. weekend, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a chaos zone over there. But we kept discussing, like, I was scared they were going to be out of stuff. I was like, is this like a Trader Joe's situation? Is this just on time delivery? Are they going to be out of like everything that I want? And no. they super are not. No, because they're a real grocery store that actually packs shit in. Well, and everything it appears is mostly done in-house anyway. Yeah. So their logistics of like having fresh food that then nobody buys, that then becomes prepared food, that then becomes like, yeah, y- you know, whatever, is so well worked out. I mean, we, we went in there and it was stocked like... There was zero jam packed. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost was going to be like, get some of them croissants, mm-hmm. those stuffed croissants. I wanted the mini butter croissants really bad. They have the ham and cheese croissants too. The stuffed ones oh. that talking about are so delicious. They had samples out this time. See, I'd only ever been there during COVID time. Oh, so I'd never gotten samples before, at least in any like meaningful big way. degree. Yeah. But this this time, I had the first time we went, I had every sample. I, I had no yeah. less than ten. Then the second time I was on more of a mission, so I wasn't distracted by the samples. But I did have the macaroni salad that time. Ew. It was fine. Mm. You know, but yeah, they, they work everything out really well. I mean, they're making like batches of cookies that seem preposterous. Yeah. Like in a Connecticut town, how many people really are there? You know, how many cookies are you really moving this weekend? A shitload. And yet they're, you know, they're making thousands upon thousands. Because if them. you're you're not buying a single bucket to take to a party or put out for guests at your you know lakeside estate or oceanside estate you're putting out you're getting like four buckets yeah that's true because little children will eat a bucket each over the course of two days you know what yeah you're right you can make ice cream sandwiches with them which is what i would do because i'm a fat ass yeah oh man i would do that too fuck i should have done that i actually had the ice cream from Stu leonard's for the first time oh um, I didn't even have my own. I just split one. It was pretty good. Their soft serve. Oh, the soft serve. Is top notch. Yeah, 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 you get it at the end using uh, Ulrika's points. credits. Yeah, the points. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because you can get ice cream or coffee. Mm-hmm. I got a coffee, and Stupid. then those two got ice cream. So what I. What is wrong a, with you? I had a little bit of the ice cream. I needed the coffee. Oh. I was the driver. Oh. You know, I'd only had one coffee that day. Oh, and by the time we got like up four there, hours? yeah. yeah. No. Oh, and the traffic on the way up was horrendous. Yeah, no. It took way longer than it should have. Friday or Saturday? If Friday. No, not on the 4th of July weekend. What a nightmare. I don't know. I just thought, hey, this is probably better than leaving on Saturday. It was. Yeah, you're right. So uh, why not? But it was way worse than I thought. The loop-de-loops to get um, up to, uh, what's it called? like to get on the LIE, both Saturday and this morning. Mm-hmm. Bananas bonkers, like looping around into the ass end of Queens. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like oh, that's going to be fun. Um, 
Yeah, so there was lots of Stu Leonard's time, and I mean, I, I enjoy that. One thing I did learn, though, I always had the impression that Stu Leonard's was like unreasonably cheap. No, it's very expensive. That is not true. No. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a not insane amount of groceries, and it was over two hundred dollars. I yeah. did buy a lot of fancy treats, though. It's it's like going to a hybrid of Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, where you're like. These are treats, but they're expensive, good quality treats. Yes. So you're going to pay for it. Yeah. And you're not going to think about it either. You're just going to be like, well, I'm doing this to myself. Well, part of the problem is you get so attracted to the prepared or prepared-ish foods that I start scooping those up, and half the expense is just that. I mean, we did regular grocery shopping there as well, well which I don't yeah. think was that expensive. No, that's normal, yeah. But, you know, oh, that curry chicken salad looks really good. I would never normally buy that. I'd be like, that looks good. Maybe I'll make it for myself sometime. But I had their sample, and I and was like, "Someone can do it for you, of course." You're gonna please give it to me. But it's yeah. like eight ninety nine or whatever for yeah. like a, basically a single serving. Let's be honest. Oh, like that little flat one, the two ounce. It flat wasn't pack. that flat, but it's not that big it's not either. The, it's not the pinty. Like if you were to make two sandwiches with it, it would be too thin. You know what I mean? But it's too yeah. much for one sandwich. Well, you're doing it wrong. So it's really made for putting on a toast, a schmear on a, a lovely piece of pumpernickel. And eating open face, like, you know. Well, believe me, that's what I'm doing with all of it because I bought the pretzel buns. <gasps> They're so good. And this morning I was like, hmm, I could make a bacon, egg, and cheese on a pretzel bun. That would Fuck, be yes. super delicious. But what I'll do instead is double down and I'll have smoked salmon dip on one half after I toast it. And then on the other half I'll make an open face bacon, egg, and cheese, which I did. And it was delicious. I think you need the full... Well, I just I wanted to experience all the treats, and much like you told me off mic, the whole thing about going to Stu Leonard's is when you load up, you just have to eat it all. You have to eat it all. So now I have a challenge because you know I captured your spirit. No one else was was with me on this adventure, by the way. No one else really wanted me to be doing this. It didn't seem fun to the other two, but I was like, "All right, I'm inhabiting the spirit of Will. We're going to Dip Town right now," and I didn't get I didn't get that many dips, but everything I got was dip adjacent. You know. Smoked salmon dip. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Uh, I didn't get the chipotle dip because we had a shit ton of it while we were up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I just thought, eh, this is going to actually take a lot to get through it this. It takes a lot to get through. And I You don't, really got to commit to it. I yeah. don't need this on every <clears throat> meal. So the buffalo chicken dip was kind of the sub for yeah. that. And then I got the chicken salad. Did you get the artichoke bacon dip? Because that one is No, up. I didn't see that. Ooh, bacon artichoke uh, kale dip? What is it? Mm. Some kind of green dip that they just are like it could be healthy fuck it we're putting bacon we're putting bacon in it and you're like yes <laughs> no but yeah i got a lot of dip adjacent things and like fancy crackers and like pretzel buns and their crackers are not good i like their tortillas so i got their flour tortillas there's those are fantastic i'll use those to dip in what about the paper bag of chips i got the paper bag of fuck chips yeah. i got their classic hummus which i don't even think i've ever had it's but pretty good looked really it's good dense as fuck that's what i thought was attractive about it it is very dense i had another hummus that would be good warmed like if you put it like in a like a little dish and then like a bon marie like dutch style yeah yeah that does sound good Mm. yeah i had another hummus while i was up in connecticut called holy hummus which i had never heard of before Um, but i think was the best prepackaged hummus i've ever had and it was thick and chonky they didn't like puree it it was just chonkified. I don't love. A, I don't love a chonk. And I do love that. So I, I recently had, you know, <clears throat> a Sixth Avenue uh, halal guys hummus experience, and let me tell you, that's pretty good. <sighs> there's nothing better. There's nothing better than shoving your face while like a finance bro and some chick from Hinge are making out in Paley Park behind you while you shove a you know a full falafel in your face, mm. and you s- lock eyes with the girl who's getting her neck sucked and she looks so bored oh <laughs> uh, nothing better she's just thinking about your hummus she's like oh that looks so good and he is thinking about her hummus which he's not gonna get she's he's not no entrance to the pita no <laughs> no, no no staying wrapped up um oh man yeah didn't you just have a negative experience at halal guys but it was in the queen's mall yeah because i ate it at a mall and it was the hummus though that was bad Am I misremembering this? Yeah, oh, it wasn't okay. warm. It okay. wasn't like that nice syrupy. Yeah, you, you got to go to the cart. Everybody I mean, knows this. I know. I know. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I know. Last time we talked about how we always miss news items. Yeah. What did we miss? I didn't look at the news at all for days. 
You can discriminate against gays and oh, sorry, oh. About, sorry about uh, you know, your student loans. Fuck well, off. I take it back. Yeah, they 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 hit... they really snuck it in before a weekend, real fast. That's real right. Fast. They hit a triple there. The, uh, yeah, the affirmative action, the student loans, and the the gay thing, which I thought was our. I thought they settled this a long time ago with that cake person during the, the O'Bungler years. No, it's and not... apparently it's still an open question. Well, the this is the wild part. The person who is like. The designer is like, I've never done it. No one's ever approached me. And the person named in, as like the defender or counter, whatever. The guy's like, I'm a straight man with kids. I heard this. Yeah. How the fuck are we doing this? How did it? How did they hear the case with that being known? I mean, that's crazy. That's just nonsense. I feel like. It's total a, fraud. The whole thing is yeah. a sham. Like, I don't even know how this even went through multiple court things without calling in like hip, the guy as a witness. To be like, I never asked for this. What are we doing? Uh, right. Look, I don't know shit about law, but I, how does that, like, how is any standing maintained with that information? There's no one victimized by the, It's a complete fabrication. Yeah. I don't get it. Just because it's gone through lower courts, it's, like, automatically legitimate? I really don't understand. I don't get it. I never followed up. Who? But, what lawyers are arguing, arguing in the hypothetical, too? I mean, I guess they're just ideologues that are, you know, doing it pro bono for their desired outcome I guess. and and I guess a eventual paycheck somehow. I really don't understand it at all. I that that no one idea. was very confusing to me. And I guess the whole crux of of that issue anyway was that the cake decision from years ago doesn't apply to this one cuz that's like a direct service, but because this guy's like a web designer, it's compelled. It was a lady web designer. Oh, it was a lady. Yeah. Okay, so this She's also never designed a website. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This let's let's assume for a second it wasn't a complete sham and it was a real person uh-huh. this lady her speech would be being compelled so it was yeah. a free speech issue i guess which i guess in a way it always was but it was more about like rendering a ser- like rendering a material service to somebody I, but I, since your service is a speech service they don't have it to was do. based on like infringement of religious rights uh-huh and i'm like well i don't believe in paying back you know ill-begotten debts right so yeah i don't believe in usury so yeah we should be off the hook by that standard yeah yeah i mean you know what clearly ridiculous the uh the student loan one it's like yeah everybody i mean we all knew that was going to happen including joe biden you know people forget this but it's like he didn't do anything about that when he had full control of congress like he waited like a year and a half into his presidency to even announce the plan yeah basically for this result i'm very much in that camp of like of course this is a very calculated thing so they can dangle it again for the next election cycle which they've already started to do (sighs) and it's like if people are still gonna fall for that i mean come on you know now oh now we're gonna do it through the higher education act and it's legally sound it's like okay you think you would have just done that the first time if you had any intention of doing it we all know what's gonna happen you're gonna do it this way if you ever do it at all probably you're going to wait till the next time you get elected if you do at all. And then the conservative Supreme court's going to rule against you again. It's going to happen again. I don't know. I'm tired of the tornado vortex of this fucking bullshit. I really love the, you know, when Twitter goes, well, this just mobilized all the millennials and Gen Z to vote. And it's like, I don't think so. No, no. All you did was just go, Hey, remember voting? No, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, I, I think that is all they did. I mean, I don't know. That's certainly the effect that it's had on me over the years. So maybe I'm blinkered by my own attitude. But I really do think you can't do. I mean, you can't do that gamble over, over and, and over and, and, and ex- over again. and expect anybody to like, you know, stick with you on it. I really think they're just turning people against them left and right, not to the hands no, of Republicans, yeah. but just away from caring at all. You know, we're just not doing it as well as the French people. Apparently, there's not enough police in France to, you know, control the crowds. They've been saying some wild stuff about their population. I I saw a quote from a French police chief that that was like, we're fighting vermin, so we need to exterminate. It's been wild. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. But they get out there, you know. Well, it's it's in the French blood. Yeah. They're like, oh, power. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Like, we know how to rig up a guillotine. Don't don't test it. Oh yeah. In this in the amount of time this country has been alive, France has been through five republics and four monarchies. If you count Napoleon as a monarchy. 
let's just say totalitarians or autocrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been through four of those and five distinct republics. That's insane compared to the United States. I wonder yeah. when we'll get the sixth French Republic. It'd be cool if they changed their flag or something, you know? Maybe no. we'll get a real overturn. They really love those those stripes, though, you know? Yeah, those have been around a while. Liberté, égalité, fraternité, yes. sorority, parte. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Homosexuality. <laughs> Fagate. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that ain't never going to happen. No, here, no. Yeah, the student loan thing, I don't know. It's a bummer, but it's like, yeah, I could have seen it coming a mile away. My my continuous hope for this is that, um, you know, people are not ever really going to want to own the economic implications so that they'll keep figuring out ways to just pause and keep zero interest or or try that. I don't know. Well, they really got to keep that zero interest. I mean, it's it's insane to me. Yeah. But I mean, it varies depending. I'm like, what? It's really ridiculous. Yeah. What? You can't do that's impossible to pay. I mean, it's a deeply entrenched problem that's going to take more than debt forgiveness to solve. Uh, that's part of the reason there's no real incentive to do this because it's just such like a it's such a minor like band-aid over a really complicated problem that like even if they did, they're going to have the same problem later. Yeah. So maybe they figure, "Hey, it's better to just dangle it and then kind of just keep letting people not pay." And it just becomes this perpetual like cycle of occasionally the payments kick back in, no one can pay them, we suspend them, yeah, and so on and so on. I, I mean, it's kind of like the weird part to me is like, you know, the only purchase that large is a home, right? But that requires a down payment of like twenty to forty thousand dollars. No one's if you have to take out a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you don't have forty thousand dollars to put down, right. Otherwise, you would, right? A lot of people would. A lot of people wouldn't either. I mean, you know. I guess, yeah. But, you know, 18-year-olds don't have $40,000 to put down. No. Especially when they're told you have to do it. You know. Yeah, I mean. You don't have to buy a house. You can rent forever. I wasn't even speaking to the, like, manipulation and coercion of young people as far as, like, pushing them on these trajectories that are supposed to pay greater gains. I mean, that's the whole idea, right, is that the cost of college is worth it because you'll end up in a career where you make enough money to pay pay off this debt quickly, no matter the amount of it, and then you're in a better position than with no degree. L-O-L. Uh, obviously, nobody's believed that probably since we went to undergrad. Like, I really do think mm. pre-financial crisis was the last time, you know... The dream was alive. Anybody yeah. really believed that. I mean, but parents do continue to push that on their kids, I think just out of fear of change. Mm. You know, and it is a genuinely scary situation to not have a college degree because you can't be a fucking manager at McDonald's without an undergrad. So... What? I don't know. Yeah, g- seriously. There's, like, degree requirements on jobs that don't need them, partly because we've built up this infrastructure around getting degrees, so now people just demand them. The thing that I think is—this is generally the the right-wing, like, sympathetic critique of the student debt thing that I think is uh, part of the problem that needs to be addressed— is that no one's holding universities responsible for consistently like inflating the salaries of their professors, uh, stamping on the rights of their adjuncts, and then like hiring more bureaucrats and administrators who also have inflated salaries. Like, well, yeah. what are institutions that are not run for profit that have billion dollar endowments like Ivy League schools doing even charging for them? Like, you could still well, pay. Ivies typically it. don't charge. Uh, they, yes, they do. Harvard's free. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. What are you I talking for about? for undergrads, it's pretty much free. I don't think so. Grads is where they milk all the money, and everyone wants to go to grad school at Harvard. Well, that's true. That's true across the board in terms of universities, too. Yeah, sure. They might have more uh, grants and scholarships to give out to undergraduates to pad out their books because there's more yeah. undergraduates than grad students, but they have less for grad students. And inevitably, those loans fall under a different category where mm-hmm. they're uh, not as easily forgiven, that the interest rates are not as easily adjustable. Like, And as degree inflation has happened, because an undergraduate degree is not worth anything, you right. channel more and more people into grad school you've even seen over the last like decade or two channeling more and more people into phds like the idea the existence of like in a studio art phd is only to draw money out we of you never really did that, that in the u.s have. thank goodness because good god what a mess well look it kind of makes sense in european countries where it doesn't cost any money to do that yeah or it didn't cost you any money for your education so if you want to stick around and take out a few you know, tens of grands in student loans to like be in school another few years fine like i think they actually do it out of like uh, deliberately studious 
cultural attitude. Yeah. In the maybe, United States, yeah. the whole the whole reason any any PhD program outside of hard sciences exists at all, whether it's history or, you know, literature, humanities ones, yeah. is just to encourage people to get tenure track positions and siphoning Ponzi money off scheme. them yeah. in the meantime, you know? Yeah. And so the 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 solution that I heard once that I think is really good is that if student students should be able to a default on their debt. Like you you know this whole thing that again fucking papa joe wrote the bill i'll never get over i get mad at like friends and hypothetical liberals that are like lesser of two evils when i'm like do you have debt because he literally wrote it like to me he's an unforgivable character i don't outside of anything else he's ever done it's like he's impacted my life so much worse than any nameable politician uh, i can think of so first of all student debt needs to be dischargeable in bankruptcy or otherwise let's say you're you're some ideologue that's like the criteria for it need to be strict blah 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 whatever there needs to be some mechanism like my credit is already bad because of not paying them so like what happens if they go away my credit gets worse who cares then i have cash on hand to be like who wants some money ostensibly that's why the the biden bill in in the early 2000s went into existence in the first place was that people were having this issue Mm. of i have bad credit who cares i'll just declare bankruptcy two years out of school problems a lot of people did that i mean in generation x yeah fine as this problem was developing so they said we need to cut this off so whatever maybe you have different criteria for bankruptcy by student loan than what you have with other things but mm-hmm. there needs to be a mechanism for that and then part two of that is that if a student defaults on their debt the university is held responsible for a significant portion of the debt yeah they should that would encourage smaller class sizes lower tuition less inflation of bureaucracy and basically solve the problem if you if you said, hey, Cleveland Institute of Art, you can't let people take out $60,000 or whatever of student loans, $100,000 of student loans. Otherwise, when they default on it 10 years from now, you're responsible. That's yours, for it. yeah. They're, they're not going to let that happen. Hmm. They're going to increase their endowment so they can give out scholarships to lower that tuition so the liability is less. Hmm. And at an art school, they're going to reduce their class size 50%. Which, they're already small. Oh, exactly, but they should. You know half those people don't need to be there and are wasting wow. their time. I might I include myself in that category. It's like, what did I end up really doing with it? You know, if you can't pay for it out of pocket, you shouldn't really be doing it. Yeah, but then that creates like, you know, again, like there's always rich kids to teach training to. Like, you know, it doesn't make, you know, generations of good thinkers, but, you know. No, but neither does this system. I mean, so I don't either. care. Yeah. It's like you didn't end up making good thinkers. What you did is end up making a lot of really anxious people that can't pay their bills now. Yeah. Who then like, have to be like, eh, do I need to do it? I don't know. I really want to. But, oh, God, spending money is real hard. And then you what? Then you pat them on the back and you say, oh, but aren't you glad you're like an intellectual or whatever? And they're like, no. Like th- this life is so much worse, you know, than now I know more stuff. It's terrible. It's a way of being uh, very, very cruel w- with this mask of kindness that I think is like even worse. So what? Just teach it to rich kids and the occasional poor gets in there because they get enough scholarships and they were a hard enough worker. Yeah. And that's probably a person that should pursue this anyways, because they've been working hard f- for the whole 18 years of their existence instead yeah. of getting bees and saying, fuck it. This is the only thing I want to do. That's not a good strategy for going to college, you know? Yeah. If you're getting B's and you don't really care to, like, do work, you just shouldn't go to college. Well, I should never have gone to college by my own metrics. <sighs> I can't imagine my life another way, but, I, you know, something w- would have transpired. It would have been fine. <sighs> you know the wealth? I w- even if I had a job that paid 50% less money, the amount of wealth you would have just by not having the debt you have. Oh, yeah. It would oh be incredible. God. Oh, could have so many things anyway we've um, talked the student loan thing to death i know I mean, but all it's funny to for all three things to just come in and then you know turns out the asian american kid is like a basically uh what's that one don't tread on me libertarian yeah and i'm like how did you get that way well, you know, this is this it, it, from my from what I understand, just from reading about it. I don't know anybody directly impacted by this because it does seem like an issue of developing elites. But I do think that like Asian Americans and Jewish people in particular are really disadvantaged by affirmative action. I don't think that the the decision that they made was the wrong one. 
I think you can basically rely on the fact that, like, you know, and hey, hey, the circumstances of this may change and there may need to be some different kind of action in the future. But I think you can basically assume that 99% of universities in this country are overwhelmingly liberal anyway. Um, there is not systemic racism like there used to be. I don't know about be. that. There's not. Again, I don't know. The, the, the only affirmative action Have I could... Have you been to the South lately? Yeah, maybe in the South. You know what? Hey, you know. this might be bad down there, but I don't know. Like The avenues that happen in the South anyway are historically black colleges. and uni- You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's like the highest concentration of HBCUs, but not like... For a reason. I'm not saying, this, I'm not saying any of this is good, by the way. I'm just saying these mechanisms like already exist. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Is is Tallahassee State University like really care that much? I don't as think as they as do. As long as the money clears, they don't really give a fuck. I don't think they care at all. Um, I don't, I don't think know. people really evaluate things along like segregationist lines anymore. So I don't think the impact of this will be that bad anyway. And I do feel bad for them. This is a complicated situation for identity politics defenders because it's like. It's two minorities against other minorities, if you look at it. Yeah. If you look at it that way. And it's like, I do I do genuinely think that, like, Asian American immigrants are really, really disadvantaged by this. And it's because they just genuinely work harder than Americans do. Yeah. And they shouldn't be disadvantaged for that. Especially if they're American citizens. Like, I get putting limits on, like, what, kind of, what amount of foreigners you're going to accept. Like, Chinese oligarchs coming here don't deserve, um, don't deserve equal treatment, frankly. Like, but if you're an American citizen and money's green, though, but that's we the love thing, the green money. they obviously don't care anyway. But if you can't pay out of pocket and you're like a hardworking first gen immigrant and you're getting declined because of quotas, I'd be pretty fucking pissed off, too. Mm. And it seems to be rampant enough at high level, like in STEM programs and stuff that it is a genuine problem. And those are programs you don't want diversity hires in. you just want the best people in them. Doctors and engineers and shit. Yeah, but you don't want Stephen White, you know, son of extra white, you know, like just getting in. Like legacies are always going to be the dumbest kids. Yeah, but like affirmative action never solved for that anyway. Well, it's rich affirmative action legacy. The legacy idea. the the whole The whole problem I think that I think everybody's actually having is if you want to do some kind of affirmative action, it should just be class based. It should just be based on your income. Should be like, hey, pores, come on in. If they want to do the same thing, they should just have uh, quotas that are r- reliant on income. You can only accept, you know, a- above five hundred thousand dollar a year household kids to X degree, and so on and like so 10% on. Ten percent of yeah, down yeah. the chain, that would solve everything. Mm. Mm. And the demographic distribution is not going to be equal, but that's the problem with like equality and quote unquote equity programs all the time is that they strive for like equal outcome. But that's not how demographic spreads work. You know, having equality between races in terms of raw numbers doesn't make any sense because that's not a representation of your population. Well, it goes back to the other thing of like you could get, you know a whole bunch of people in and then it's just like anyone who actually works hard is the only person who's going to do anything with it yeah so like but then you i mean i don't know maybe it's just like you want that many nerds i don't know you kind of do um in certain things you definitely do that's also like you know kind of what it was you know like communications degrees fine let any any dumbass in that's what we do anyway right you know oh you're gonna go you know sell payroll programs and you have to learn how to talk good sure whatever you know um you know i i don't know if that needs to be like higher that level of higher education where you're you know in it like divinity school or something like that you know right yeah i don't know I mean, the, the other thing I have to say about the Supreme Court decisions recently and, and these three, too, is that they keep doing this thing that's kind of interesting because, you know, because everybody's always concerned about the legitimacy of the court and, and hitting, you know, going for the strikeout and really pissing a lot of people off with three decisions in a row doesn't look good. Yeah. But the way that they keep deciding these decisions is fairly narrow in legal terms. Like, they keep doing things like saying, like, kicking it to the states like they did with Roe v. Wade. Like all of these decisions are a version of just kicking it to whoever, yeah. to a different party than the federal government, 
which at the end of the day, everybody's going to freak out and everything, but it, it, that's ultimately fine. I mean, the student loan one is the worst one because that's actually a federal question. Right. But the affirmative action one, for example, like universities will just do this anyway, and they just yeah. won't call it that. And there you go. Like, so if that's what you wanted, it's not going to change. You know, they'll figure out different ways to to meet these quotas without defying federal law. And um, in terms of the, like, religious liberty one or whatever, although that the sham element of that I really want to follow up on because that's very confusing to me. But that's, the, that's yeah. the same kind of thing. Like, local and state jurisdictions will just figure that out. And let's be honest, in practice, local and state jurisdictions figure out most things anyway. Yeah. If you live in Alabama and you're a lib, you're under attack in a way that you're not in New York City. Also, move. You know? Why do you got to live there? Well, it, it's Look, not, I love the South. It's not possible for every person. And for some people, it's just their home or whatever but you know you not everybody can up and move but it's like mm. you've been living under those conditions for however long like you've gotten used to it you figured out your community with, with channels out yeah whether it's abortion or whether it's getting your gay cake made or whatever it is everybody's got it figured out in their also, lives like, already my thing is like with the cake thing i'm like well you know you didn't want that would you really want to e- even deal with someone like that it seems like you wouldn't it seems like you would have gone there repeatedly and been like i have a bad time every time i go there so maybe we don't do that you know and when it comes to like small businesses there's always going to be someone else to take your money exactly well yeah that always confused me i mean look i get if you're if you're just the type of like ideological person that's like i gotta do this on principle i'm taking (sighs) this all the way to the supreme court because i can't take it anymore but on just like a human level imagine the level of country that both sides of that argument must have been to get it I that know. far yeah. and like just never settle it or drop it or just go somewhere else like to get in like a decade long legal battle over your cake I, I don't really want to be friends with either person involved in disputing that i well i mean no at the time it had such a different valence though it did it was more meaningful now it's sort of like yeah we just expect this from a reactionary supreme court and like no one cares. No one cares as much. Yeah. Back not... then, though, it was like. Also, it's under the guise of something cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, a cake. Let everybody have cake. Ooh, let them eat cake. Oh no, we know oh, what yeah. happened the last time. Um, like, eh, I would just be like, just have somebody else order the cake and then hand write the shit on top. If you really like the cake, like, what is it about? Why do you want that particular person's, you know, angry cake? Yeah, it was just an early it was just an early culture war thing of Ugh. like I'm in one camp they're in the other fuck them and then the other person said fuck the other camp you know and it yeah. just went back and forth like mm. it was kind of novel at the time for that reason to take something that far but now everything gets taken that far on personal yeah. professional and legal levels constantly yeah i don't know yeah i never understand i never understood the like you know the one lady who was like i won't stamp a gay marriage certificate and she got fired or whatever it's like yeah because you just need to do your job right girl do you want to do your job or not like just do it just you just that's all you have to do you know yeah yeah like you're a paper pusher push the papers um watched an interesting four-part docuseries last night about the duggar family do you remember 19 kids and counting oh it's bad have you heard about this show shiny happy people uh no but i have the news has, you know, the Twitters are like, this man is wild. Well, I vaguely remember, because this has been like, there's a particular scandal with the eldest son who eventually got busted for child porn. Of course. And kind of put the kibosh on the whole thing. But this was going on for like years. He kept getting in like minor, not minor, they're not minor, but he kept well, getting they in. are minor. That's absolutely true. He kept getting <sighs> revealed to have been in scandalous situations. First, it was like... They covered up him diddling his own sisters oh. when he was a teenager and they were younger. And then he, when he was like running for office in his early twenties, they find that finally caught up to him. But like the show kept going just without him and without the parents. But like with Jesus all the, ch- it was Christ. really bad. They d- so TLC was like, we know. I mean, the the interesting thing about this series is that the it's not the Learning Channel; it's the Lecherous Channel. Exactly. The way they make Discovery TLC out to be is terrible. And it's like, well, I mean, what else would you expect from a corporation? They basically just turned a blind eye to a lot of things they knew were going on that you couldn't prove that they knew. Yeah. 
So they are like completely not culpable in anything. But that entire time on that show, even when uh, the elder kids on the show were above 18, they didn't see a dime of it. The dad took all the money. Um, the whole thing really revolves around huh. a cult um, called huh. IBLP, I think. Institute for Basic Learning Principles. But it has all these different acronyms involved. It's a terrible involved. acronym for a cult. It, Just well, throwing that out there. It it was a fascinating thing because it all revolved around this guy named Bill Gothard, but like he was an innovative cult leader in the sense that it was an incredibly decentralized operation. So like rather than have like a compound where, you know, your cult exists That's and a smart stuff, cult leader got to say. He just yeah. figured out how to like market his thing so that he would sub you know like every every person that was indoctrinated into the cult became a mini cult leader of their own because it was all very patriarchal. So like every family that bought into this ended up under the like cult control of a father. It's an MLM. Yes. But for culty for for fundamentalist Christians. So that's what the Duggar family was. But how different is it? Apparently across the board with a lot of people affiliated with this, they were all like kid diddling because there's so much prudery. uh, uh, Well, not the fathers usually, but the uh, sons, because there's so much <sighs> weird language in their homeschool education about sexuality that it was like pushing them all towards pedophilia. Ew! And like, yeah, I mean, there's so much weird shit in it where they're like, they're they're never allowed to be within uh, six inches of a woman like their entire lives. Um, that could be difficult for some of them. There's <sighs> most of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um really 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 weird stuff physical abuse too like not just the male children but the female children like very insane I but mean, those are that potato they were potato people who look like they beat their kids well yeah um you know but the reason i brought this up is because like the cake issue and uh, later in the docuseries it kind of gets into this at a glance but um remember madison cawthorn the senator in the wheelchair, he was IBLP. Like, they also, as part of their thing, have, like, a political action contingent that is very effective. And they've had, like, multiple, uh, okay. many, many, like, state representatives, but a few people have, like, leaked finally into Congress. But, like, a lot of these things that get brought, Roe v. Wade was one of them, are, like, sponsored heavily by this group. They lobby a lot. They get people into Where politics. Where does the money come from? It comes from the MLM, and they, and they hoard all that money. But it, it's interesting as like kind of a reveal. I mean, it was a very SJW documentary. Like it, it had that angle, but like in this case, they happen to be right. You know, I could I could do with like few less like blue or pink haired YouTubers being interviewed, but um, oh, I think it would help their cause. It usually does. Have you seen? This is gonna we're gonna pivot away to something a little lighter. The Sheen Influencer Tours? No, I have no idea what that means, that string of words. Okay, do you know what Sheen or Shine, Shine, Sheen? No. Cheap internet clothes? No. Wow, okay. So, ladies, this is for you. You've all, you've all probably ordered from there. You know, you need a $2 top. It's on, on your doorstep in 48 hours, right? Um, you know, she'll... Instagram or not Instagram children like YouTube children will be like $200 Shein haul and it's like you know a freighter box comes in and they just dump it and go through all this like polyester from hell um so they brought up the brand brought a bunch of you know western influencers in to be like look it's not a sweatshop and it's clearly a set (laughs) um but one of them I'll have to show you a picture because you're gonna hate it um, it's a positivity influencer, like a body positivity influencer. Let's say it's a lot of body in a lot of weird places, <laughs> and it's very confusing. Um, but like, it's clearly the dumbest people who are just like, "I get money," and they're just like, "Yeah, this place is great. Look at they're sewing in clean, bright tables." I'm like, "That is a soundstage, you dumb fucks!" Like, yeah. no, this. Is, they're like, "Oh no, labor isn't like this." And then someone on Twitter was like, "That you saw." Yeah, right. Like, yes, it has gotten better, but it's still for no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? They created a Potemkin village. Yeah, like, you got one sewing area. Right. Huh? Yeah. With a lot of space and bright lights. 
No, that's not how it goes. Like you were shown an option. Right. Well, you know, the the astroturfing of influencers too is a is a thing that I don't know if it's under discussed exactly, but definitely is under the radar. And as well in this uh, cult documentary, they have a bunch of influencers too, TikTok influencers that are like, um, I don't know if they're under their spell or being paid by them or what, but that are like, you know, millions of followers accounts that also do this. And I I just think like, it's such low hanging fruit to take someone that's an influencer that might be making like a hundred thousand dollars off of a nice quantity of followers and just offering them the same amount of money they make in a year to like bolster your thing. And it's like, if you're just a regular person that like somehow got a lucky YouTube channel going, why wouldn't you just say what they want you to say? Yeah. 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 I have seen that picture. Mm. Maybe meme accounts have been posting that unironically or something. Oh, I think ironically. mm, Yeah. And then, yeah, but I don't get, I'm like, how, like, I thought we were at the peak of media literacy and knowledge of global supply chain, you know, infrastructure you no, know i don't think so <laughs> and i'm like everyone got dumber like what the fuck is going on here on this day well most people don't consume any information with any nutritious value like <sighs> i don't think people care i think people care more about the influencer and like the uh lore around their lives than they care about like the production capabilities of a startup clothing company not a startup it's it's a beast. Whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. People don't have like logistical questions about things. They're more interested in like flame wars in the comments section. Like I guarantee you there's people that know more about the lives of the those the influencers of the brand yeah. than they've ever thought for a single second about where clothing comes from. Probably. I don't think I'll, I bet if you asked the average American like is clo- where is clothing made? They would either say China or the United States. I don't think anybody <gasps> knows that most of it comes from Southeast Asia. I've, I guarantee you they don't know that. Even if they've read it on a tag in passing, they wouldn't put two and two together. I mean... People do not think about... Anything. Anything. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. Anytime you see a tag and you're like, ooh, Bangladesh, ooh, there's going to be some blood, sweat, and tears in this. Yeah. Well, you know, I had an interesting conversation with Ulrika when we were up in Connecticut because I wanted to pick her brain about the UFOs and all of that. Oh, boy. She, because she doesn't really follow the news, so yeah. I don't even know how much she knows about it. But it just, you know, it's an interesting existential question. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what would be the implications of that and stuff? So that's what I wanted to talk about. But it, it ended up becoming a conversation just around, uh, you know, information war and narrative decentralization. Like, everybody is operating in a space where there's no core to any of the information bubbles that they consume. Right. And even when they overlap, it doesn't like really explain anything. So like when you pick an ideological position, for example, I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative or whatever, all you're doing is giving yourself the illusion that you have like a stable uh, center of gravity to like operate from. And it Mm. makes all the other information you consume like automatically make sense because it's orbiting this one thing. And you assume that there is a thing called being right wing that gives you like some solidity to your life, but that's not real either. I mean, at the core of that bubble is lobbying campaigns and fake influencers and all of this stuff. So, like, no matter what narrative you're consuming, you're always uh, completely hollow, and it makes everything confusing. It makes making sense very difficult, even to smart people. So, imagine being a dumb person, let alone an influencer for shine. And suddenly you're asked to, like, evaluate a room that you walk into and decide whether or not it's a a North Korean-style Potemkin village Mm -hmm. or whether it's, like, actually how a factory works. You've Not only have you never given any thought to this, even if you have, your, like, deductive capability to be like, oh, these walls are made of foam core, it doesn't happen. Yeah, on the floor, yeah. And even if they are made of foam core, yeah. maybe you think like, oh, well, that's just how they save money so they can pay these workers more. L-O-L. Because they yeah. told me they're left wing and I'm left wing, so it must be true. Like, yeah. to unravel the Gordian knot that is the constant stream of information is, is virtually impossible for someone who's, like, keeping close track and is real cognizant. So I can't imagine what it's like. Is that when LeVar Burton ties his shoes? What? A Gordian knot. Jordy and not. Oh, you almost got it. That would have been really funny. I thought it was pronounced Jordy and not, not Gordian. No, it's Gordian. Well, 
Damn, that was that was extra close. I, you know what? Uh, Two point seven in figure skating rules for the attempt, mm-hmm. but you fell on the triple backspin. Sorry. <sighs> God damn it! Wow, and that was like right up my alley too. Yeah, you would have gotten a real laugh out of me. I know that's I a like, tragedy. We could have ended the episode early kept, on that. You kept going a little too hard on the end, and I was like, "Ooh, if I can cut him off, <laughs> I'll get the Gordian knot as a joke." Um, no, I've been doing a lot of crossword puzzling and doing these fun is little, that right yeah these fun little verbal inversions are very fun to oh do. yeah 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 um a mutual friend of ours was a while back installing art for bon jovi and bon jovi came into the room and said like are we almost done with the project and he said we're halfway there <laughs> that's amazing which i thought was brilliant and apparently went right over bon jovi's head hilarious joke though like one that of the is- I was told it like third hand, and it was one that of the funniest things. Expertly I ever heard. crafted, yes, and to get nothing, <laughs> I know, is so de- that's so fast too. Yes, just to say that and just be like to the man's face, yeah, and him not understand. Okay, I think he doesn't care because he's so rich. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not thinking about it. No. Oh my god. Well, and the thing is, like, think about like paintings you've made or whatever. Like when you make a work of art, you don't, you don't. It doesn't have the same resonance with you that it has with anyone who's ever seen it. So imagine what it's like to have made a song that like has had billions of listens. Like everyone on planet Earth has heard at least once, and you have never experienced it every like Caucasian they have. wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've probably, as much as humanly possible, tried to banish it from your own life. I'm sure it's like a fugue state performing. Yeah. You're like, it's automatic. There's nothing going through your mind. It doesn't resonate with you at all, but man, I thought that was fucking funny. That is really good. But you've been doing crosswords? Yeah. Cool. It's kind of fun. Are you good at them? I'm good at the, like the verbal puns figuring out, Oh, it doesn't mean that it means this way. Yeah. Okay. You know, get the synonyms going and then you're like, ah, ah, ah. Mm -hmm. The really long ones I really enjoy. When it's the full like span. Yeah. And you have to do some inversions and fuckery. Oh, it's so good. Full phrases. Nail them. That's tough. Outside of like, uh, you know how, what does the New York Times do where they do it like Monday's easy and then it gets progressively harder till yeah. Sunday, yeah. right? I don't think I've ever finished a crossword beyond like Wednesday. Oh, crushing Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays. They're the most fun. You can finish those? Yeah. Man, I just don't have the patience, people, I guess. You know, it's just oh, like yeah, a, you yeah, know. yeah. You got to bounce some ideas around. I'll be like, do the short ones. I'll get the long ones. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, that's not how that's spelled. No, it means the other one. No, that's a fun brain game. I've been watching a YouTube channel that's all about Scrabble. Mm. Um, com- competitive Scrabble. Oh. So I've started to learn about like the top Scrabble players in the world and like techniques that they use and stuff. I mean, frankly, if you're not willing to sit there and memorize two separate dictionaries, yeah, I'm not doing line that. for line. You're never going to be competitive with these guys. Um, but the way they think ahead in terms of moves is kind of interesting. I never hmm. thought of Scrabble as a game of like strategy. Yeah, it has that to you some degree. You gotta get your little like bright bright reds, you know. But man, they they really know how to force moves that force better moves for them uh, which i've never quite figured that you have to you have to really have a good sense of what's left in the bag what you think they have you know that's like uh blackjack to a certain degree you got to be uh, you're I, counting cards a little bit you oh, know of course you are yeah yeah, yeah. every step of the way you're counting them <sighs> but yeah there was i i'm not going to be able to describe it because i don't remember the board off the top of my head but there was a situation where a guy had like, you know, there's maybe three turns left. Mm-hmm. So rather than just finish the game outright with like a seven letter word, which he could have done, but uh, he like played a really simple thing that blocked the other guy's avenues oh. for anything good for the next two turns and anticipated that he might play a word, which he ended up playing. Based off what he thought was in the bag and what he assumed the guy had, that would set him up to finish and win the game. Like three huh. turns later. It, amazing Wouldn't stuff. Wouldn't you win anyway by clearing out the thing? No, I guess you have to pull another thing. I can't remember what the exact dynamic was. It might have been like he would lose by a couple points if he finished the game or something. So oh. he had to figure out a way to like prolong Got it. Got it. But he couldn't. But he also like couldn't leave 
he couldn't leave situations for the guy, and he also, to win, needed to, like, force a certain play on his part. Hmm. To, like, direct the other player's play Can't do it. in Couldn't a game like yeah. that is incredible. Mm-mm. I didn't even think that was, like, possible in Scrabble. I mean, sure, In chess, it's one thing, but, yeah. yeah. Mm. Any kind of game. Well. Hmm. Words, well, they're fun. Words are fun. This episode is sponsored by Words with Friends. Remember that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do people still play that? I, I bet have they do. I have no idea. I think my mom does. Hmm. I don't know. Does seem like a Facebook seems like game. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. If you want to sit through ads for Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Can't do it. Couldn't be me. Well, anyways. All right. Let's move on. After shows. I need to fill my drink up. <laughs> 